He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shom 97.7. It's exactly 20. Good morning, Pierre. Hi, good morning, Terry. How are you today? Fine and dandy. The sun is shining. It's Friday, and we have you back on the air after a late night the other night. Uh, fun oh, very, g- very late night, but a yeah. fun night. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I didn't see it, but I suspect it was a, a fun game to call. It was, uh, although for Habs fans, uh, Terry, it was a little bit nerve-wrecking. At the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so I <laughs> but, understand. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll tell you what, even a three goal lead, uh, when you, when you, when you have a four minute penalty at the end of a game against McDavid and against Dreisaitl and against RNH and against Dar- Darnell Nurse and Tyson Barry, you just can't, uh, put the, the, the win in the pocket. You have to fight until the end. And it was a fight until the end, but, uh, I guess that the result was a positive result. They managed to, to survive that late surge from the, uh, from the Oilers. But I think that first and foremost, uh, Terry, that win came at, uh, at a key moment and it came the right, the right way. And my point is that I think that this team, losing leaders like Brendan Gallagher and Carey Price, have found its new identity. Of course, we'll see tonight and we'll talk about tonight's game uh, in a couple of seconds. But uh, one, I, I guess that the main... The main conclusion from the game on Wednesday was this team has has has, has found uh, a, a, a refresh identity uh, without some of its leaders, and I think this is very good news and very positive news for uh, for Dominic Ducharme, of course, the, the head coach, and also for the Habs fans. Well, and I think that has a lot to do with uh, the uh, the character of the people that Mark Bergevin has brought into this club, and. Uh, I know you want to talk about him, and I we talked about him dr- uh, briefly uh, a couple of days ago, but I I can't tell you how just impressive it is to watch Corey Perry. When, you, you know, anybody anybody who's in their 40s who's ever tried to be on the rink or, you know, run on a, on a football field with somebody who's 18 or 20 or 21 or 23, that's how fast the game moves now. I mean, yeah. the, the speed of these young hockey players. And Corey Perry is such a smart hockey player with such an amazing attitude. I mean, this this looks like just a hell of a move, Pierre. Well, it's a, it's a heck of a move for the team. Yeah. But let, but let me say also, Terry, that it's also a heck of a move, a heck of a move for Corey Perry. Because uh, you know, when you uh, when you look for a, an opportunity to pursue your career at the age of uh, thirty, well, almost thirty-six, he's going to turn thirty-six on May fifth, uh, on May sixteenth. Uh, you, you you want to have the right fit, and the right fit is what the right fit is the possibility to play. Now, the only option and the only solution he had uh, in order to uh, to pick up. An opportunity, an opportunity here and there was to sign a contract uh, with uh, with a much lower uh, income than than you used to to have, and also to accept to be on the reserve list and to be on the taxi squad. But as you said, when you have character and when you have the will to compete and when you're still hungry to compete, well, you do the things you have to do not only to make it to the roster but to make it impossible to take you out yeah. of the roster. Yeah. And that's what he's done, Terry. Yeah, and he uses his, you know, 
he's such a smart hockey player, you can see what what he's lost in a step and speed. He he uses his knowledge of the game and his hockey sense to be so effective and not just in front of the net. Just, you know, some of the passing plays he's made and some right. of the heads up hockey he's done is is it's really quite remarkable, I think. His hands. I, I forgot yeah. how yeah. Good, how how magic hands he had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, he, still, he still uses those hands uh, amazing. You know, we say about we say that about older guitar, guitar player or we say that about older drummers. Yeah. They still have the wrists and the hands. Well, that's true for uh, for Corey Perry as well. But let me come back to, to Wednesday's game. Personally, Terry, and I've said it on the broadcast a couple of times, he's my unsung hero of that game on, on Wednesday. When he fought uh, Alex Chieson in, in retaliation, and, and we can be we can be pro or or con or pro or against the, the code of honor, I'm not debating this this morning. My point if, is, if it's going to happen, well, you saw in the, uh, you saw in the, the warm-up, you saw um, uh, Josh Anderson go and make, the, <laughs> make a little call to uh, Alex Chiasson at the, at the red line. You saw Ben Sherratt step up. You saw Shea Weber step up. But who fought him? It was Corey Perry. Right. And I'll tell you why. And I tell you what, and I think I know why, Terry. Corey Perry understands he's on the fourth line. He understands if he goes for five minutes, it's not as big of a deal as yeah. if you lose Josh Anderson for five minutes, right. as if you lose Ben Sherrod for five minutes, or if you lose Shea Weber for five minutes. and that's Or, that, jo- or Joel Edmondson. Right, and that's what I'm talking about, is bigger understanding of the game. There you you know, when, when you're an old pro like that, you know that that's something that an old pro would think of. You know that yeah. they they can be without me for five minutes, but they can't be without Anderson for five minutes. I'll take it from here. That's the kind of thing that you want in the dressing room. There you go. Yeah. And and after and after the captain's call uh, in the press conference, when he said, "Hey, it's not about me. It's about the team." Yeah. And we we, we we're struggling as a team. We we have to find an identity as a team. Well. I'll tell you what, it, it, it's probably, the, the message goes through probably probably more easily or, or easier with those veterans like Corey Perry and Eric Stahl and, and you know, th- those, those, those aged players that have been there and they know what it's all about, not only on the ice, but off the ice as well. So there were big things to, 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 to catch and big things to carry to, to Calgary uh after that game and how about yesterday terry it was supposed to be a day off yeah and the captain goes and see the coach and says coach we'd rather have a practice than stay at the hotel how about that yeah it's something yeah it is and and they were on the ice that's a team that we that was puzzling a week ago yeah it's just amazing what what one game and when leaders step up yeah how how big a difference you can make? And I, I didn't, I didn't see the game, but from all reports, uh, the captain played like a man possessed on Wednesday. Eh? Um, amazing, yeah. and and I'll tell you what, Ben Sherratt struggled a little bit when he came back. Terry, he played, uh, he played amazing. I'll tell you what, this duo, this duo on the ice uh, on on Wednesday was just amazing. It was imperial, I would say. It was one heck of a performance. Now, these uh, we're, we're talking about these games because this is quite significant. 
um, I think for the Canadians, given what they've been struggling with, but also for Calgary. Hey, Pierre? Oh, my God. You were in Calgary for how long, Terry? I was there for four years. Almost four oh, years. Four years is a yeah. big sample. So yeah. you you could gauge the uh, oh, the boy. passion. The old the passion boy could, for, yeah. It's, it's not a very, as you know, it's not a very uh, noisy crowd, right? No, no. The South Dome. But that doesn't mean it's not a demanding crowd. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not wrong saying that. No, you're absolutely bang on. The the fans there are very, very passionate about their team. Okay, and they're uh, they're always looking north yep. to have a, a comparison, right? Yeah, yeah. The Battle of Alberta, uh, even when it wasn't, you know, even before McDavid arrived, uh, it didn't matter who was playing on the teams. The Battle of Alberta never goes away. There you go. So if I tell if I tell your former listeners that uh, their flames are five and eleven the last sixteen, they they have two goals on the power play the last eight games. Johnny Godreau has two goals the last twelve. Matthew Kachuk has two goals the last fourteen. Sean Monahan has two goals the last seventeen. Hmm. Something stinks that? at the Saddle Dome. Oh. And I'll tell you what, when you bring in back uh, Daryl Sutter, with all his experience and with all his knowledge, he looks at the situation and he says, okay, there is a short-term, short, short-term uh, mission is to stop the bleeding and try to, to come back, hopefully, on the playoff trail. And when you, you bring back Daryl Sutter and he sees that, he says to himself, well, there's only one way I can go is try to choke the opponent, try to establish a game plan that is frustrating for the opponent, a game plan that will take uh, and that will literally suck out the the energy, the transition game, the skating game. And he's been very good at that. But obviously, it's not enough. At some point, you've got to score some goals in this league, Terry. But against the Habs, well, they're four and two. Uh, and uh, we, we all saw uh, the, uh, on, in those meetings, especially when Daryl Sutter, uh, since Daryl Sutter is back, we all saw how, how much the Habs uh, have, have problems against this type of system. So we'll see tonight. It's going to be one heck of a challenge tonight. And I guess that the captain and the rest of the team know that. And that's why they actually asked for practice yesterday. Dominique Duchamp is complaining about the lack of practice opportunities uh, in the actual schedule, well, his players gave him one heck of an endorsement yesterday asking to be on the ice, to practice well, prepare against this very tight checking plan. So um, when are game times? And uh, quickly, Pierre, do you think we'll see Caden Primo? Uh, we will see Caden Primo uh, some when. Okay. It's a, th- it's a three games and four nights. Okay. Uh, there's one tonight, one tomorrow night, and one at 4.30 p.m. local time on Monday. Oh, So okay. those games will come quick. So I, my feeling is that you have Jake Allen tonight. Don't stop his, his, his uh, momentum. Yeah. He's got great momentum. Have Jake Allen tonight. Rely on him to win that first game, which is so crucial. Have Caden Primo tomorrow night. Give him a little taste of hockey in Canada on a Saturday night yeah. and have Jake Allen back in the net on Monday. That would be my call. But then again, I'm not the coach and I don't have all the little, all the little secrets. All right. Gotcha. Okay. So, so tonight is, is not bad. It's 9 p.m. and it's Friday night, Terry. Yeah. So you can have an extra nightcap with us. I was going to say, well, pour a glass of wine and get, and get ready to watch the game. 
<laughs> and, and we'll be on, of course, for a full hour with our pregame show. So uh, welcome aboard tonight, Terry. Okay, fantastic. Thanks, Pierre. We'll talk to you on Monday about what, uh, wh- where we're at.